Well, the devotion today, I want to take a passage of Scripture that's probably very familiar to you, but I want to look at it in a, in a new way. The other morning when I was in my quiet time, I have to be reading through John chapter 4. And when I read this passage in John 4, it jumped off the page to me of how it applies to us today. The story in John 4 is about Jesus and the woman at the well. You're probably very familiar with that story. You know, Jesus made his way through Samaria and he was tired and he stopped to rest by the well. And this woman of Samaria came to draw from the well. And when she did, Jesus asked her if she would give him a drink of water. And he goes on in the midst of that conversation and actually shares with her that if she had asked him that he would give her living water where she would thirst no more. She really didn't understand that, but she said she'd love to have that living water. She wanted to know more about that. And, and in the midst of that, he says, well, in, in order for me to tell you about that, go and, and tell your husband to come. And she said, uh, and, and, and she said I don't ha- have a husband. And he says, you, you answer correctly. He says, in reality, you've had five husbands, and the one you live with now is not your husband. Well, whenever that happened, she saw and realized that this is not just any ordinary man. And she goes on to say, I perceive that you are a prophet. And when she perceives that he's a prophet, she wants to ask him a question that obviously had been in her heart, in her mind for a long, long time. I mean, could you imagine the fact that you get an audience with a prophet of God or in this case with God himself? Is there something you've been wondering about that you'd like to ask a question about? Well, that's where she was. She had this question been rolling over in her mind over and over again, and now she wants to find the answer to that question. And whenever you hear what Jesus says about the answer to the question, it means something to her in her day, but it means something to us in a new way today. Let's know what happens here when it says, The woman answered and said, I have no husband. I said, You're right. You have you've had five, and the one you're with now is not your husband. And she said, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Then she goes on and asks that question. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you people, talking about the Jews, say in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. She's asking the question, what's the right place of worship? I mean, if if I'm going to meet with God, am I to meet with God here in these mountains where the Samaritan people say we meet with God? Or, Or you Jews say that you're supposed to go to Jerusalem, talking about the temple, that that's where you meet with God. Her question is, Where's the place and what is the place that I go to meet with God? Listen to what what Jesus says. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me. Listen now. An hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem shall you worship the Father. You worship that which you do not know. We worship that which we know for salvation is from the Jews. Now listen to this word. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. He answers her question. The question is this. There's not a place where you have to go to worship God. And there's coming an hour when you're not gonna, it's not going to be in Jerusalem or it's not going to be in this mountain somewhere you go to worship God. But the way you worship God is in spirit and in truth. God is spirit and those who worship Him worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now what he was talking about specifically was he was talking about that once he would die on a cross and pay the price for sin 
and that they would have an opportunity to be forgiven of their sin and, and God Himself and the Spirit of God would come and live in their heart, that they would have an opportunity to worship God anywhere and everywhere that they walked. That they have to go to one particular place to worship God, to find God. God would be in their heart and in their lives and they could worship in spirit and in truth. And that became a reality when Jesus died on that cross, resurrected, and the Spirit of God came on the day of Pentecost. But how it spoke to my heart was this. Never did I imagine in my lifetime that we would have a time whenever there would not be a, a church service that would be happening somewhere that we would go to. We've always in our lives had a chance to go to church and, and to go and to meet God and fellowship with the people of God. And, and that was the place of worship. Almost everybody would identify that as a place of worship until these recent days. When we've been restricted from meeting together as assemblies, when we've been asked and requested that we would not meet together in our churches on Sundays or on Wednesdays to worship the Lord, and we've been restricted in that way to keep us from doing that, then what Jesus said really applied. There's an hour that is coming when you'll not worship in any particular place. But do not be discouraged. You can worship God wherever you are. For true worshipers of God will worship God in spirit and in truth. You can worship God anywhere and everywhere you are. The Apostle Paul discovered that when he was in prison. And he made the statement, he said, The gospel of Christ is not imprisoned. In other words, even if he was locked up where he couldn't get out, the gospel was still being carried out in and through and outside of those prison doors. There could nothing hinder the worship and the message and the ministry of God. In these days, we've come to understand that our place to worship are in our homes with our families over a a, a means called Zoom where you can meet with other friends and fellowship together or whatever creative ways that we can find. And we've discovered that worship is not really about a place, even though our place are beautiful and wonderful and we look forward to gathering again. But worship is about worshiping God in spirit and in truth. And I want to encourage you that where you are, the Lord is there. And He is there for you to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And the presence of God is just as real where you are as it will be in any other place. So learn how and practice that worship of God right there where you are. Just as Jesus said, there's an hour coming when it will not be a place or a location. It will be our hearts worshiping God. If you'll learn how to worship God where you are and you draw close to God in these critical times, then I'm sure when we get back together, there's going to be an overflow of God's Spirit as we learn how to worship Him personally to come together and worship Him corporately. I want to encourage you in that. Worship the Lord. He's there for you. He's there to minister to you, take care of you. We love you, and we look forward to being back together with you soon. God bless you.